serving through praise. Serving or serving God through praise. Serving God through praise. God wants us to serve him. God wants us to serve him. Hallelujah. Anybody here or anyone here, you must be one time be called a servant of God. People will think that servant of God is when you are preaching or when you are you stand before people and you are you are preaching. That's when you are God a servant of God. My Bible said the whole of Israel should serve him. Serving him, what does it mean? The whole of Israel should serve him. Meaning that are they all going to preach? Uh, are they all going to preach? Meanwhile, he appointed the, the, the priests and the Levites who were ministering in the temple. But I said, everybody should serve him. Everybody should serve him. So that means God was requiring us as his children because he called Israel his children. He said, oh Israel, serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. He said, and, 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 and this is what you are supposed to do. So, everybody is required to be once called a servant of God. Amen. You are supposed to serve God. Amen. Amen. So, you need to understand that everybody must serve God. It doesn't matter your social status in life. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter where you come from. So far as you identify yourself as a child of God, you must serve God. And this morning, we would want to look at how we can serve God through praise. How we can serve God. That will praise Him. Hallelujah. You know, there are some people who serve God and He doesn't praise God. There are some people who serve God and He doesn't praise God. God wants us, our service to Him, to praise Him. What is service to God in this our era? Service to God is serving God with your energy. Your energy. Your energy. Always, you are there in the house of God doing something. Doing something in the house of God. However it is. With God, you know that you are serving God with what? Your energy. You are serving God also with your substance, with your money. With everything that you have. With your time. Your resources. No, you know, no, you can't tell me you are serving God without involving your money. We will get to we will get to it. When we read the book of First First Chronicles, First Chronicles says that you must serve God with your substance. You must come to God with a gift in your hands. That's why they have this saying that don't come to the presence of God without anything in your hands. Serving God, when God told the people of Israel to serve Him, they also served Him with His their substance. Says, serve the Lord with your substance. With your money, with your resources. So in as much as we are serving God, if you want to really praise God, then all these things are inclusive. Our uncle scripture is taken from the book of Psalm chapter 100, verse 1 to 5. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is he, the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not our, or not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gate with thanksgiving in your mouth and his court with praise. Be thankful to, unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is, is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. 
First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 27 to 29. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindred of the people. Give unto Lord the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord due unto his name. Glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. In the beauty of his holiness. First Chronicles, same 16, 10 to 11. He said, Glory his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his, and, and his strength. Seek his face continuously. Let's read the book of Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Hallelujah. The focus of today's morning's preaching is to understand the meaning of serving the Lord through praise. And what does God require of us to serve him through praise? And understanding the benefits or the dividends of serving the Lord with gladness of heart. So these are the three objectives I am treating this morning. Hallelujah. What does it mean to serve the Lord through praise? What does it mean to serve the Lord through praise? I wrote here, doing anything or everything for God with a cheerful heart. One, serving the Lord through praise is doing everything to God with a cheerful heart. Doing anything for God with a cheerful heart. With a gladness of heart. Your heart with some joy, some happiness in yourself because he is your God. Hallelujah. First of all, God loves anybody who does anything for him out of a cheerful heart. Not a heart of grief. Not a heart of bitterness. But with gladness. He said, serve the Lord your God with what? Gladness. Psalm 100 verse 2. Serve the Lord your God with gladness. When you are doing something like evangelism, you are going out there to win a soul. You are going there with all your heart open and with happiness. Not because you are being forced to do it or it is something a religious man, a religious thing to do. Not because you are and it is a command, but because you love the Lord and you are doing it out of a what? A cheerful heart. Not because you seek a return or you want some money to be paid to you, but out of a cheerful heart. Hallelujah. Paying your tithe, not complaining. Giving to God, not complaining. Sometimes people can come to church and ask, they are, they are, they are, they are giving to God, they are complaining. They are paying their tithe and they are complaining. Some can say, oh, ah, and, and, and this time we are paying tithe. What are we paying tithe for? Me, I am paying tithe because when, when, so that I can become a member, when I die, they will bury me. No, no, that's the reason why people pay tithe. 
There are some churches they will tell you, if you don't pay tight, anything happens to you, we will not come and help you. So people are paying tight because of that. You pay tight out of a cheerful heart, not under compulsion, not because of a reason. You are giving to God out of a cheerful heart. You are giving to God because of what He has done for you. You are you are doing His work. You are doing something for God because you love God and because you you reverence His awesomeness. Hallelujah. Bible said God loves a cheerful giver. Whatever you are giving to God, your strength, He loves a cheerful giver. Do you know me? I am excited at all times to serve the Lord. Always you see me smiling. Even though sometimes I can be very tired, but you don't even see it, that I'm tired. Sometimes, waking up in the morning, do you think it's it's, it's, it's difficult for you? It's also difficult for me. Or you think I'm not a human being, I'm a machine. I'm also a human being. I get tired. But because of the cheerfulness of my heart, I don't even feel it. When I'm coming, I come with all my heart. Hallelujah. Because I love the Lord with all my heart and everything that is within me. So serving God out of a cheerful heart means that you are serving God in praise. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? Some people, they come to church. They are working for God. They are cleaning the tables. They are cleaning the floor. They are doing something. Simply because... It is they think that it's a compulsion, or sometimes they even feel that the pastor will, will even notice them. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes they are doing something to just to please the pastor. You you can't please me. Me, nobody here can please me. I'm telling you, nobody here can please me. And even if you please me, you are just wasting your time. I can of myself do nothing for you. I can do nothing for you. The one who is up there. The one who has even called all of us to be workers. Me too, I'm a worker. Just that I'm a foreman. And we are, we, we are, we are also laborers. Foreman and, and, and laborers are all laborers. But just that one should lead and be guiding. That's why I'm guiding. Hallelujah. Yeah. One day when we stand before God, all of us will stand before God. You, you are supposed to be a foreman. What did you do? Point to it. So, beloved, let us serve God with a cheerful heart. That's what he, it means by serving the Lord. And secondly, not being forced or deceived or under pressure or enticed. Do you know there are some people they will only give in church when the pastor says that, come, bring. How many of you can give 500 Ghana cities? Then he will rise. Why is he rising? Because his friends are rising. Why is he rising? Because he wants others to know that he is what? He can also give some. God Anytime you are enticed, you are deceived, you are under pressure to give to God, God will never bless you. It is in, don't even come. Don't. But in the secret of your heart, you purpose in your heart that I'm going to give irrespective of what they say. Sometimes they will not even call, but in the offering bowl, you put your offerings inside. Not everybody even seeing you. Sometimes the man of God can say, anybody who can give thousand cities, I have an oil, special oil, I'm going to pray for you. Then you see everybody rising up, coming to give. God is not interested in that offerings. It is called strange offerings before God. Oh, a man of God, you rise and ask, come on, come on. Oh, I see this, let me pray for you. 
Immediately they, they see that everybody running also for a word of prophecy because of offering. You are deceiving yourself. People of God, give to God, work for God, not under, under deception, not you being deceived, not being enticed, not being pressured. No! You should give willingly. God said that, give willingly. Work for God willingly. That's why in church, I don't force anybody. There are some things, there are some people, some things I will enforce it because if you are a leader or you are, we are grooming you as a leader, that one I will enforce that you do some things. Because if you don't do it, you will scatter the sheep. That one day you can, you can, you can get that one for me. But everything that you are doing in God's house shouldn't be because of all. Even if I enforce it and you do it because I am enforcing it, you will not get any blessings. Hallelujah. Do the things out of a willing heart. Bible said, and when the house of God was being built, the people of Israel, all of them, not even singling one out. Said, Bible said they all came and they gave. Some were carpenters, some were this. They were all building the house of God with willingly. And they gave to the extent that Moses said, yeah, okay, it's enough. Please, you are giving too much money for this house. The house, we are already building it. It's enough. The monies are enough. Eh, the, 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 the woods are enough. Whatever you are giving, so please, stop it. Now, which, which church can say that? Can Grace say that? Oh, we have enough. You have been given. It's enough. We have enough money to pay our rent. You pay. We, are, we have enough to build cathedrals. So please, you now keep, you enjoy your money. We have enough workers in the house of God that now we have to sack some. I only heard that one man of God say that. He said, he has enough people to send for missionaries that now he doesn't even know what to do. There are so plenty. Some of the university people, so many of them want to be, want to be missionaries. They want to be sent out there to Sri Lanka, to Afghanistan. And sometimes, I, I, they are, they are, I have to force them to, to stay, to go and work. Because I have enough workers. Wow. Can Grace say the same thing? Hallelujah. By free will, as I said, with gladness of heart. Because you are doing it to God and to your Lord, your Savior. Hallelujah. With that mentality that you are doing it to God. You are doing it to your Savior. So you do it out of a free heart. Hallelujah. Now, what does it require of us? What does God require of us in serving him? Let's read the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 12 to 15. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of this of a crooked and a perverse nation, among whom ye shine as light in the world. 
When we read the book of Psalm 100 verse 2, it says, Serve the Lord with all, with gladness of heart. So what does God require of us? First of all, God requires of us to serve him with reverential fear and trembling. Reverential fear and trembling. He is God Almighty. The only time you are serving God, you are doing something in the house of God. You are doing that with reverential fear. You, you, you fear the Lord. So you don't do it anyhow. You fear the Lord. So if he says that come at 2 o'clock, you are there. You fear the Lord. Because the Lord is almighty. Some of us, we are serving God as if we are serving some mere person. That's why sometimes I get so angry with people who serve God anyhow. It's either you serve him or you don't serve him. He's an almighty God. People do know in the olden days, people even tried to help the ark of God falling and, and they, he kills them. The one who can open the earth and, 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 and he can, can close it at any time and you die. The one who can take out your life. I saw a video of a woman dancing. He was just dancing and I don't know whether he was praising God because I didn't hear the, the song. He was just dancing, dancing, dancing. And as he was, he got tired, he just held the, 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 the chair. Immediately, crime, he died. There he died. Bouncing woman, dancing. All the skills. He just he was just holding the chair. All the grim, he died. God, he the one who can take your life and nobody can question him. How many of us can be able to question God? When God killed your, 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 the one you love. Somebody you know. You can't question him. So if you are serving him, you serve God out of fear. You serve God out of trembling. Some of us are workplaces. We serve our, our masters because if you know that if you don't serve him, he will not pay you. So that one, you are serving him. Always bowing down because of the one who can kill you and kill your soul. The one who can destroy the whole earth in a, in a blink of an eye. When you are serving the Lord, serve God with fear and trembling, with your heart. Knowing that you are serving an almighty God, whom you are and whose you are. Anytime I'm serving God, I know that he is watching me, so I must do it well. As I'm preaching now, I know he's watching me. That's why I spend time to pray. I spend time to, to the word of God. I spend time for him to give me his word. Because if I don't do that and I come here and I try to do use gimmicks, I try to do things on my own, one day I will account for it. He can even kill me. I know men of God whom God have killed at a tender age. And I know that not indispensable. He can replace me at any time. So when I'm serving him, I serve him well. God can, can replace me. I am not irreplaceable. Ah, when God chose Saul, Saul thought that he was, the Bible said he was good looking. He was the best man. Out of all the, the whole Israel, he was the most handsome man. And giant. How did God replace him? God replaced him with a short boy. David was an Ofri. Ofri boy. And Bible said, this of I love than you. I choose to love whom I want to love. You can't serve God anyhow. Expect that you you be you go, go, you, you go, go, God goes into you. Bible said, Nadab. Nadab and Nabihu. Oh, 
They were, they were just doing it anyhow. They saw it to be a normal duty. Bible says as they were doing it, the fire of God came to consume them. You people, you don't read the Old Testament. You, you know that serving God, you can't serve God anyhow. But you know God has not changed. He has not changed. When, when God wants to kill you, then Jesus will stand in. Please forgive him. That's the reason why I came to die. So please, that's the reason extra times. Some of us, we come to church anyhow. In the time that we feel that Jesus is always begging. He's always begging. God would have killed us. He would have killed us simply. That's why when I'm serving God, I, I am afraid that what will I do to dishonor God? Even as, as what are the words I'm supposed to say so that it doesn't displease God? As we are playing instruments, how will I play so that it doesn't displease God? As we are singing, how am I singing from my heart that it wouldn't displease? You know what? You can't hide anything from God. No, you can't hide. You can't hide anything from God. You can't hide. You can't hide. Nothing can you hide from God. Nothing. Your heart, he knows. He knows what is inside there. Why you are doing what you are doing. And that's what he, he, he judges. God doesn't judge the outward. When people see you, you are dressed well and you are there. Maybe you are an usher. You are dressed well, you are there. You are guarding people. Maybe people are coming. You are just smiling by deep in your heart. But when he be. Moment God knows your heart. Nah, no, no, he knows it. You can't hide it. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He is the omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. You can't hide anything from him. We are just like 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 the sheep of his pasture. We are we are we are, we are, we are like chefs. He knows everything. When I'm serving God, I am very transparent. I don't hide anything. People of God. Let's not deceive ourselves. You can't think about Hallelujah. Serve the Lord with your heart. Secondly, he said, serve him without mumming or arguing or quarreling. People serve God with mumming. So, brow having a wisdom. Yes, I did be a yeah, sorry, sorry. Meanwhile, you are there. There was this, 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 this case that came to me. The, the person is complaining of something we are doing, but meanwhile, he's also doing something. He said that we should do something. He went around telling people that they shouldn't do it, but meanwhile, he, he has done it. And telling people that they shouldn't do it. And that, why is the church doing that? But meanwhile, he has, he has, he is participating. And telling others not to do it. And the others are also rallying against behind him, behind her. And they are also not doing it. But meanwhile, he has done it. <laughs> Wicked in the heart of people. <laughs> Wicked heart of people. You know, somebody can, can tell you, uh, come to you, and he'll be just, oh, uh, this church, we are always going to church every day. Every day we are in church. Every day we are doing something in church. Every day, what, what, what? Mamre. Then don't do it. Because it is something God hates. Paul was telling the people of Philippians that do things not out of murmuring or, or disputing. When the church wants to go somewhere, this was the decision of let's all rally and do it. Only means that you are talking behind the scene. If you have any talking, go and talk to who is leading. 
Oh my God, you say, I don't understand. How, how can I do it? Then you will take time and, and, and tell you the reasons. But behind the scene, you gather people and you start. And dangerous things are also even about, about husbands and wives. The church will position. And the husbands and wives will sit in the room with the cousin. A man of God, uh, he's, he's something. Uh, why is he always doing this? It is mine. It is mine. In your heart, as you come and you begin to even, even talk to yourself, why is this going on? But when you see the person, yes, ma'am. Murmuring. Murmuring is what killed the people of God on the desert. 40 is supposed to complete their journey for 40 days, but 40 years. Murmuring brings delay of blessings. Delay of blessings. Murmuring blessings. Delay of blessings. Sometimes your blessing is just there. Because you push back. Anytime you mama, serve the Lord without murmuring, without without negative influence or without Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord. You know, anything that you are all knowing in the house of God, you are heading towards the Oh, it's supposed to be have them been done like this. Oh, it's supposed to be have been done like this. You know more than your leader. This is wrong. If you know then 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 then, then go. Go and start your own. Or isn't that it? Because if you know more than me, you can't be with me. If you think that God is not using me well, He can use you well. Go and start your own. Then you can be here. I tell all my leaders, I tell everybody. That moment you think that God is not using me well, but He can use you. Please, you are bigger than me. And I I cannot leave people who are bigger than me. Anytime Korah thought that he could, he could, have, he could live more than he could live more, be, more, uh, more, more than Moses. Miriam, Moses' senior sister, so, Moses, my prophet, I'm a prophet. I can do more than what they're doing. God, that, that, like the way you hear God, God said, "Okay, wait, bring her and them." What he did for Korah to enter and kill him because of memory? Always. Oh, I'm not expecting that the church or God is not expecting for you to understand everything. But he has opened the floor for you to ask. So that sincere people, sincere people, me, sincere people in the house, when they are doing something, maybe something, a decision comes up and you don't understand. What you do is, they will first approach the leaders and ask, oh, maybe pastor, pastor, look, understand the date. Can you explain to me? That person has seen that he wants to understand and do it. By the time we rest, they are behind the scenes talking about it. Anyway, serving the Lord is different from the world. Serving the Lord is different from talk, serving the world. In your workplace, you can see your course. Even if you mama, no matter what, because of the pay, you are going to receive. But Bible is saying that he looks at the heart. The moment he pushes your blessings, he delays your blessings. Your pay, which you are supposed to receive, he pushes it back. Or haven't you realized those who mama in church a lot, they, they, they don't get testimonies? Haven't you realized? Ah, ah, people, haven't you realized? They don't get testimonies. They don't, they, don't, they don't get blessed. And do you know, they are the MBAs. Do you know MBA? They buy a check. They buy a check. MBA. Who stay in the church, grow old, but never receive a test. And when somebody is testifying, when, when, when did he come to this church? He just came right now and, and look at the way he's excited. And we don't do things here like that. <laughs> are you an MBA? Oh, ask, ask the neighbor, are you an MBA? Hallelujah. I, 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 I believe somebody is being blessed this morning. Serve the Lord with faith in this word. 
because he has said that he will bless you. Serve the Lord with faith in his word. I am doing it with all my heart, with that moment, because I know that the Lord has said in his word. Faith in God's word. Faith in the word the Lord has said. God has said that anybody who works for him will be a star. He will reward them. Anybody who gives to the Lord, God says he's going to bless that person. Anybody who pays his tithe, he said, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven for you. Your heavens will never be blocked. I'm going to rebuke anything that eats up your, your, your fruit. Because of that word, I believe. So I'm serving God all my heart. Sometimes, somebody said, ask me, the man of God, if, if I'm going to pay my tithe, I'm, I work, should I pay on my gross or my net? I said, hey, that you don't want to pay. Don't ask me that question. That you don't want to pay. When you, when you are excited with God, you pay as you are given. Whatever comes to you, you want to give even more. I gave a testimony here. A man, a man gave 90%. Said, God, God is too big for 10%. He, he is smaller and God is bigger. He was giving tight 90%. 90%. He went to a church and the church, Kenneth Higgins Church, and they were, they were having a meeting. He said, we want to help people, those who can help us build an university, those who can, can help us. We are building a school for Bibles, like a Bible school. Anybody who wants to help, the cost of the Bible school is about seven. He, he mentioned it. So everybody, anybody who wants to help, rise up and come in. And people gave. And one man, one of God stood up and said, please, whatever people, anybody will give here, I'll give double of it. If they add it up, I'll give double. The people got angry. Audacity. How can this man come and say that? Who, who does he think he is? Murmuring. Anybody who said that, I'm sure that they will give and they will never be blessed. Oh, then we are going to give to make sure that this man, to bring down this man. They give, they give, they got $750,000. The man of God, the man who, who said, rose up and picked the, picked the microphone and said, it's a shame. Look at the, how many people here. Over 17,000. Yeah, this is how much you have been giving. How much has God blessed you? They are giving this small to God. Shame on us. Man of God, I'm giving 1.5 1, 1. million. Take. She wrote a check. Give to the man of God. Everybody was silent. Now everybody was buying his head in shape. Now, overseer of Redeem Christian uh, Center. What's the name? Full name? RCC. Uh, Redeem. Redeem Church. In Nigeria. Pastor Yadiboye said that he was in a meeting and he followed the man. He was crazy for that man's anointing. He said, man, how can you do this? He said, you don't understand. I started a, a company with $50 the past two years. Last two years. And I told God that, God, you are too big to receive 10%. I'll give you 90%. Of what I have. And I will just live on 10%. He gave God. First month he gave. Second month he gave. He got $500 profit he gave. God began to open doors. Now when he did it for three months. Now God began to open big doors for him. Contracts. Sometimes you can, you can get a contract. And the profit is about 2 million. So if the profit is about 2 million. And he comes to church. And the 10% that he's having is about 2 million. 10% about 2 million. And it's giving God 1.5. It is giving too small. So what he did is nothing. God deserves bigger than this. 
Wow. Doesn't God deserve the best of your time? Doesn't God deserve the, 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 the best of, 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 your, of your abilities? Doesn't God deserve the best of what you have? Do you know? He gave you those gifts. And he has magnified you with those gifts. Do you think that he couldn't have given those gifts to somebody? Or you think that you are so special that God even knows that you are special and you are even special even than him? No, no. Let's not be proud. Give your best to God. Serving God in praise. Give your best to God. Not murmuring. No. Don't mama. Anybody who murmurs is the, is the devil's agent. Knowing or unknowingly. You are devil's agent. I'm telling you, you are a devil's agent. Because who, who first moment? Who first moment in scripture? The devil. He said, he thought within himself that I will arise and overthrow God. He thought within himself, what God is doing is not fair. He doesn't know how to rule. Ah, God is using us for his advantage. Sometimes, sometimes people are interested and they think that the man of God is using them for his advantage. I tell you, the church of God, how many of us have lived with or have, have died with the church? Church of God still go on. I die. This church will still go on. It is not a family business. It is God's work. God can, can, can displace me and bring somebody. People thought that the throne of, of Israel was for, were for families. So when this one died, he brings somebody. Didn't you see that times came that God has to displace the whole generation and bring another person? Share. Me, I want to make heaven know. And you cannot, you, you, you cannot stand behind my way. So I will do things to please God. Someone said, oh, can we do this? I said, no. As I hear, I do. Church is not a democratic church. It's not a democratic party. As we hear God, we do. We must hear God and do. And do what is in the Bible. The Bible is our guide. Do what is in the Bible. Don't do things because others are doing it. Don't do things because, oh, pastor, I went here and they were doing this one in this way, so we should do it this way. No. What is the Bible saying? What is the Bible saying? What is the Bible saying? Let us go there. If it's not there, that one, I will not even, before even I come, I know it's in the Bible. I know it's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Serve the Lord out of free will without any influence or pressure from anybody. Serve the Lord with gladness. So this is what God has required of us. First of all, he wants us to serve him with reverential fear and trembling. We should serve him without murmuring or arguing or quarreling. We should serve him out of faith, out of free will, and also with gladness. Hallelujah. Now, as I bring my message to a close, what are the benefits of serving the Lord in praise? Benefits. One thing that is guaranteed is that if you serve God with praise, you are guaranteed God's presence at all times. Anytime you are serving God out with, as I have taught you, God will always be with you. God will always be with you. You know, because if you are serving God well, He is always there with you, doing it together. 
When you read the book of Philippians, as you, as you wrote, he asked, as we read, said, He works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Jesus said, He works in us both to will and of to do of, of, to do of his good pleasure. So anytime you are serving God in this manner, let me tell you this. God is always with you. Jesus is always with you. He said, we are co-liberous in this vineyard. We are. He and us. He said, I'll be with you even unto the ends of the world. When you are working for me, it's out of this land. Please, shoot it on screen. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So make any time you are working for God without murmuring, with referential, a reverential treatment or reverential fear and trembling, He is with you. You know that He's with you. I've said it countless times to workers, to leaders, to anybody who does something in the house of God, that when you are working for God, He is with you. Secondly, the Father is watching you. The Son is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. And one thing, angels are also with you. Since we are encompassed about so numerous a cloud of witnesses. And you know one thing? Our brothers who are dead in Christ, like Paul, like Peter, like all these great people who came to work the disciples who are in heaven, they are also watching us. And they are all giving us funds. Go on. Do it. Go on. Do it. They are cheering you. So anytime you are doing something for God, they are all with their heart because they wish that they were on the earth again and doing it again. Peter wished that he was on the earth and he was being killed again for Christ. Paul said, I labor, yea, not I, but Christ in me. He, oh, he said, for, for me to live is gain for you. For, for, when I die, it is important for me. But for me to live, all of them are looking at us. So how are we working for God? When you are murmuring, they are looking at they are, they are seeing it. When you are complaining, they are seeing it. People are there in the house of God, full of complaints. They are seeking. But when I tell you, if you serve the Lord with gladness, His presence is always with you. His presence. Wherever you are, His presence. The reason why I will evangelize everywhere, because when I'm doing it, He's there with me. So the moment I evangelize, He comes there. Can the devil be there? When you are in a car and you begin to talk to people about Jesus, all the angels come around. They are with you. Jesus is with you. God is watching you. Can the devil be there? No. That's why when I sit in a car, the car cannot have an accident. No. Because they are there. So he will give his angels charge over you. When you have this understanding, you, you, you will say God. You know, I have never been afraid of anything. Whatever you give to me, I'll eat. People of one, some of you can go to your hometown. Hey. Because the moment I sit down, I will first ask you of, about Jesus. The moment I sit down and ask you about, he's there. So the poison, he will just take it out. He will just take it out. Oh. That's why he said, you shall drink poison and nothing by enemies shall harm you. Because you know what? I am there with you. I created your being. Even if you drink it, by the time it gets to your stomach, I have, I have, I have distilled it. Hey, said, snakes, you walk on snakes. Nothing by enemies can, can hurt you. Because I'm there with you. You know, as you are going, I'm laying carpet. 
I'm giving you great boots. I'll make your feet like a hind's feet. And I'll lift you up. You walk to high places. The presence of God is all that we need. Beloved, in His presence there is fullness. Psalm 16. In His presence there is fullness. In His presence there is fullness of joy. Anybody who says God is gladness, oh, can never, can never not be filled with joy. Not be filled with joy. Never. They are so joyful. They are buoyant. They, they, are, they, are, they are bubbly in the house of God. Don't know any, do it, do it your own test. Anytime you begin to complain, even when you come to church, you can't even dance. When the church is doing something, you complain. That, that Sunday, when you come to church, you can't dance. Haven't you realized? That's what the devil wants. Though. He wants to delay your blessings. You come to church, and somebody steps on your foot. That one, you get angry. You begin to complain. Huh? What, 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 what? That one, you can't dance. You know, in as much as we are in church, the devil also can plant people here. Just to, to stop you from receiving your blessings. So, people of God, don't stay there for people to be complaining to you. Tell them, hey, Satan, get behind me. This is what the church is doing. God is there. Uh, even though I know that God is here. Whatever we are doing, I am part. <laughs> don't let, no, 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 no. Because there's nothing like God's presence being with you. You shouldn't undermine it. Me, I wish to be in his presence. David said, I will be in God's presence. He said, Go. He said, I'll be in God's presence. I would be a, a doorkeeper in God's house than to be a president without God. A doorkeeper. That's why. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go in the house of because in his presence there is fullness. Hey, God's presence. Never underestimate it. If you have God's presence. There are some things that comes automatic. You don't struggle. God's presence said, First Corinthians chapter 16, verse, verse 27 said, The glory and honor are in His presence. If you want honor, promotion, favor, it's in God's presence. It's not in prayer. And God, I need favor, favor over my You are joking. Prayer doesn't bring favor. The principle that brings favor is God's presence. It's God's presence. And pleasures forevermore. It, God, in His presence, there's glory and honor. Honor. Decorated life. When God decorates you, you are honored. He will show you forth to the world. Everybody will see you. Anybody who spends time in God's presence is honored by God. That's why people don't understand why men of God easily, they rise and they become all over the place. People don't understand because they're spending time in presence. Nobody can spend time in God's presence and become a de- defeater. Nobody can spend God, presence, God, present, time in God's presence and will not be decorated. All of them. Moses spent 40 days solely in God's presence and when he came, people couldn't look at his face. He was honored the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Solomon sacrificed before God, spent the whole day in God's presence, sacrificing thousand sheep, thousand this, thousand cattle, thousand this. By the time he got out of the place, the Bible said, he became the wisest and all people from all nations came to look for him. Came to look for him. He will be honored. Any people of God, when Jesus said that spend time in God's house, he's telling you that 
Spend time for you to be decorated. If you spend time in God's presence, you spend less time. You spend more time in God's presence, you can write down. You spend less time in solving your problem. You spend less time in solving your problem. There are some things I, I go through, I don't know whether I even went through. Later on, I sit back and I, and I'm like, hey, did I go through this? You are guaranteed struggle-free life. Secondly, you are guaranteed struggle-free life. You are guaranteed angelic ministrations and encounters. Jacob came to Bethel. He was just lying down. Just lying down. He said they should go. He wants to spend time with God. As he was lying down, he found a pillow. He didn't even know that God was there. Immediately, the heavens opened. He saw angelic ministrations. He said, there's a, there's, I see stairs, heavenly stairs. Angels are ascending and descending. Angelic ministrations. Anybody who spends time with God receives angelic help. They did one secret place of the Most High God. Shalabai and said, Shadows. He said, when you come down, he said, he shall, keep his, he shall keep his angels charge over you. So, angelic ministrations are part of God's presence. You know why? Because in his presence, angels are there. When you spend time, they also minister to you. Hallelujah. And fourthly, you are guaranteed divine protection and divine escape. I spoke about divine escape on Thursday. You are living in, deep, in, in dangerous times. Where the wickedness abound and they are growing, you need divine escape. You need God's intervention to deliver you out of the hands of the, or, or the snare of the fowler. And this is what we call divine escape. Anybody who spends time with God receives divine escape. And lastly, you are guaranteed supplies. In his presence, there is fullness thereof. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Nobody spends time in God's presence and becomes a debtor or a debtor. No. You, you don't spend time in God's presence and it becomes the mockery of men. You don't spend time in the God's presence and it becomes the defeater of life. You don't. You, no, you can't. Our God is supreme. He is above. He said, I have been young and have grown. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Who? Save God and remain where you are and be the laughing stock over the world of the world. He guarantees you supplies all the time. Hey, beloved, you can't you can't serve God. You can't serve God in faithfulness, and God disappoints you. Don't complain. Serve God with praise. And you see the manifest presence of God in your life at all times. There are some things you don't even pray about it. They just come because angels are around you. They know that you need it. They give to you. Oh, it's so nice.